Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So I thought long and hard about whether I wanted to do this segment or not. Whether I was going to air it or not. And ultimately, I decided to do this after it was suggested that we all spend a little reflective time on Canada Day. Now, I celebrate just internally being Canadian, having the right to live in Canada, being a Canadian citizen, because it's an amazing country. It has huge potential to grow and positively, but we have problems. We have problems in our regional relationships. We have problems with... um, Governments, we have problems, we have issues with language, we have issues that we confront, but not particularly effectively, in my view. But it all boiled down to me to what the individual experience is, what we experience as individual people, and how we fit into the Canadian mosaic. And for immigrants like me, it's a whole different experience than it is for someone who's born in Canada and raised in this country. So I'm going to share some of my experience with you. And I tweeted out some of it at the Roy Green Show. You've seen it. It got quite a bit of response over the last number of days. And I don't very often talk about my life. I've shared a few things with you. Some of them you'll recognize in what I'm about to share with you. But I don't often talk about my life. It's, it's, uh, it's something we don't do as talk show hosts in, in this country. I was very open with you when my wife was battling cancer and died. And, um, so here's, here's a bit of my story about becoming Canadian and why it matters so much to me. I lived a, a great life as a kid in England and Switzerland until my dad died when I was 12. And then everything changed. So I'm not going to go into specific details, but suffice it to say my mother and I were persuaded to move to Canada by family already here, and that just didn't work out after we arrived. And we were summarily shipped off to Montreal in the middle of a winter night. So we'd never been to Montreal. We had no idea what the city was about. We were just driven into the city by a taxi and dropped off. And I was 13 years of age. I knew nothing about this new and massive country and new and massive city of Montreal and the, the life which was waiting for me here after I arrived from bucolic Switzerland. It was a cold night and uh, my mom just couldn't handle it. She sat on the sidewalk and cried. We had nowhere to go. We didn't know anybody. So... I stopped a police cruiser, and I asked the officer for help, explained as best I could what the situation was, and so he took my mother and me into the police car, and he drove us to a Salvation Army homeless shelter, which is where we lived for a number of weeks, perhaps longer. I don't really have a firm... A reference of time 
And this was my introduction to Montreal, and really my introduction to Canada. We had spent a month or two with our relatives, and that just didn't work out. So here we were living in the in the homeless shelter, and uh, I would go to sleep in a bunk bed in one part of the building. My mother would go to sleep with adults in another part of the building. And I went to school, and uh, then I'd go back to the homeless shelter. And uh, we lived there until people we met on the ship coming over to Canada from Europe took us into their home after my mother contacted them. They'd been very solicitous when we were heading over the North Atlantic in January. That was an experience. With the ship drifting at sea anchor for two days because the waves were so massive, the storm was so huge. Anyway, so these incredibly generous people who had known about our situation after talking to my mom took us into their home. And we lived there for about three months. And we made some arrangements, uh, my mother did, with the help of the, the, the people we had met, made some arrangements so that we could get onto social assistance. And it worked out that we received a $75 a month welfare check. While the rent was $73 a month, which didn't leave a whole lot of money left over. Now, there were generous people who, there are always general, generous people who will step up. If they know of your issues, your problems, they'll do what they can to help you. And often it's people who don't have very much themselves. But two bucks left over after paying the rent. Really? Well, it wasn't, uh, let's put it this way. Hunger was a constant companion for quite some time. Um, I would go to restaurants and I would ask staff there if I could come by at the end of the day and have the food that they uh, hadn't served. And generally, they were very, very kind, gracious, helpful. So I'd go back there 10 or 11 o'clock at night and uh, they would provide me with packaged food and I'd go home and my mother and I would eat. Um, One time, my teacher sent me out of the classroom on a bogus mission I didn't obviously know it at the time, but while I was gone, he asked my classmates to bring in canned food so my mom and I would have something to eat at Christmas time. And uh, I started to make great friends my own age, and I began hanging out with them on the streets of Montreal, and I was, by this time, getting kind of rough around the edges. But I didn't want to upset my mother, so I became a bit of a chameleon. Around her, I was her son who she knew on the streets, a bit different. It's just the way life evolved. But I was lucky enough to be offered a job at a Montreal radio station while in high school, spinning records. I knew nothing about uh, radio, nothing. But my mom had gotten to know the wife of the general manager of the rock radio station in town, and he asked me if I wanted to work at the station in the summertime. You betcha. So I would work nine-hour shifts spinning records for 50 bucks, which was pretty good money at that time for my mother and me. I worked each Saturday and Sunday, sometimes 18 hours, nine-hour shift. If the other guy didn't show up, I got to do both of them. And so one Sunday night, first time I got on the air, one Sunday night, the uh, the on-air jock arrived, and he stopped off at a few bars on the way to the radio station. And even I knew he couldn't go on the air in that condition, so I called the general manager, and I told him, and he said, who else is there, Roy? I said, nobody. And I will never forget his words. They were this, tag your it. And that was the first time I went on the air. I think I was 16. 
So started to make a few, make a few bucks, at least, you know, it bought food and we found an office environment where we lived in the back of the office at a reduced rent, cleaned the place each night, didn't have our own bathroom, had to share it with clients and staff during the day. That's the way it was. We'd save all year to set aside 10 bucks to rent a TV for the month of December so we could watch a little television. First Monday of the new year, they'd come and take it away. That's all right. We were at least that far. Um, I learned incrementally to become more independent and um, was talked out of leaving school early by a vice principal who sat me down during summer vacation for a full day and talked to me all day long and talked me out of leaving school at 16. By 19 years of age, after a few years working in the radio station on weekends, I applied for a radio station gig at another station I wasn't qualified for, but I got the job. And here's how it happened. The general manager, whose name was Blair, Mr. Blair said to me, Roy, I'll call you by 6 p.m. on Friday and let you know if you have the job. So I went back to our place, which was, you know, the shared office space. And I sat by the telephone. 6 p.m. arrived, no phone call. 6.01, I'm on the phone. Mr. Blair, you said you'd call me by 6 p.m. Friday. It's 6.01. Roy, can you start Monday at 9 o'clock? He told me later, became a very good friend of mine, very close friend of mine, told me later, I never would have hired you. You didn't have the, the experience, but I loved your attitude. So that's how it began. So that's just a snapshot, a little bit of a snapshot of life beginning in Canada for Roy Green. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.